You're listening to today's inspirational message on Holy Week with Bryce Vaught. Welcome to Holy Week. This is Pastor Bryce, and I'm excited to be with you for the next few days. As you might be able to tell, or maybe you've heard, that we're going to uh, take a, a short pause from our study in Proverbs, and we're just going to turn our attention slightly to the week of Holy Week to consider Jesus's final days on earth before his sacrifice. And I think this is good and right for us as believers to do. We get this from scripture because as you read through the gospels, two of the gospel writers record Jesus's birth. And while they all you know, present different events and teachings from Jesus's life and ministry, all four gospel writers give significant attention to Jesus's final week on earth. And this is to show the point and to teach us that Jesus came for a purpose. He came to die for the sins of humanity that we might be restored to right relationship with the Father. And so, like I said, the next few days, we're going to take some time to consider this. And I want to start with uh, the cleansing of the temple today. And then as we close, I'll kind of show you or, or share with you the direction that we're going in the next few days. But We see in Matthew, Mark, and Luke that these three gospel writers record that the day after the triumphant entry, Palm Sunday, Jesus enters the temple and he drives out the money changers and those who are selling pigeons. And he makes this statement saying, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you make it a den of robbers. And this story is a bit shocking at first because this seems to be so different from Jesus's normal disposition. We can view Jesus as someone who's very stoic and not very emotional, or he's very gentle and kind, and he is all these things. But here in this moment, we see his anger, and it's a bit shocking. And the statement that he makes, he says, my house shall be called a house of prayer, not worship or service. It's not a house of Torah. It's a house of prayer. And this isn't just an offhand statement. Jesus is saying this for a purpose. He's recording, he's quoting a verse from Isaiah 56 in verse 7. And in Isaiah 56, the writer is predicting a time in the future where the foreigners and the eunuchs and the social outcasts would be welcomed into God's presence and they would no longer feel like an outsider. Because that's how the system was. If, if you weren't part of ethnic Israel, then you were kind of left on the outside. And when Jesus, in Jesus's day, when he comes to the temple, he notices something that really makes him angry. Because in that day, they have set up a system where pilgrims from who were traveling into Jerusalem for Passover, they needed to exchange money. Some of them might need to purchase the right sacrifice and So they had set up a system where they would cheat those who were exchanging money. And instead of people bringing their best sacrifice from their own herd, they just bought what was convenient for them right there at the temple. And they have set up a system to where the outsiders remained outside and the insiders would benefit. And this infuriates Christ because this is the exact opposite of what he's come to do. He's come to establish fellowship with those who are on the outside. And he says, my house shall be called a house of prayer because 
in this age specifically, prayer is how we fellowship with God. I don't know what fellowship will be like with God and I don't know what prayer is going to look like in the new heaven and the new earth. But right now, we fellowship with God through prayer. When we gather and worship, we worship with prayer. When we study scripture, we do so with a prayerful attitude. When we have fellowship with others, we incorporate conversation with God because he's with us. And that this is the heart of God and it should be the heart of the church. And so for the next few days, as we continue through Holy Week, what I want to do is I want to look at the times that Jesus taught on and demonstrated prayer. Because I know that prayer was a significant part of his entire life. But again, the writers of scripture show that prayer was an integral part of his experience in Holy Week. He taught on it multiple times. He demonstrated it. He's recorded as praying deeply and earnestly and fervently in Holy Week. So I've titled this week's devotion, Holy Week, Our Prayer. And that we may look at the life of Jesus and see how his sacrifice empowers our prayers and that it might teach us how we are to pray today. How, may, how might we pray for the weekend services as we approach gathering together and celebrating the resurrection of Christ? So look forward for you to joining us the rest of the week and thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us here today. Dr. Kurt Bjorklund will return next week as he continues his study on the Proverbs. There's a lot of great content to explore on Orchard Hill Plus and on the Orchard Hill main feed from the weekend. Have a great day.